0: Hello everybody and welcome to Gaza Guy Podcast with me Mao Musa from Gaza. Today my guest is Carmel Sabri. She is a brilliant Palestinian American artist. Her work takes form in installation, printmaking, parties, public interventions. She navigates how large scale trauma and displacement have thrust in the Palestinian people into a heightened state of nationalism and resistance. Carmel Sabri explores the concept of celebration as a method of resistance through her organization Dear Gaza, uh, she has curated programming uh, through annual black party, provides platform for artists to engage in a public celebration of the Palestinian culture in a contest that was never imagined before. Uh, One of her projects or artworks that she uh, organized uh, liars don't get into israel the revolution is a ephemeral wave special relationship stranger generational trauma resistant 50 years what is left carmel believes that resistance can be achieved through art and celebration and she says that our events foreground palestine and its culture while raising funds for medical aid sent directly to the gaza strip Welcome, Carmel Sabri to Gazakai podcast. How would you like to introduce yourself?
1: I'm very honored to be invited on the pod. Um, I think you did a great job. uh, I'm having a hard time defining what I do recently, but I would say I'm just a creative person and um, socially engaged artist.
0: Um, I read the poem that you have sent, and it's so beautiful. When you wrote that?
1: I wrote it in 2000 and... 15 i believe
0: after the ugly war 2014 on gaza which was uh, so ugly and so brutal yeah lasted for around 52 days
1: yeah that war was uh very formative for my entrance into palestinian activism and the community it was you know growing up in minnesota i didn't see much representation of palestinians besides in my family and you know i never went to the same school with a Palestinian person or even an Arab person so I was feeling like I was lacking that cultural experience just having you know the classic identity crisis but then at the same time as I I graduated high school in 2014 and then that was my first kind of entrance into a community space was just starting to go to protests. In Minneapolis, actually, they were having huge protests, and not just Palestinians. Of course, many Palestinians and Arabs were coming, but there was uh, people from all walks of life that were organizing them. And I even ended up going to Washington DC with a group of people. And I and I helped a friend to organize a fundraiser. I met him at a protest and he was getting arrested for civil disobedience outside of Al Franken's office. And then he said, I'm throwing a, pro, I'm throwing a party for Palestine. Do you wanna do it? And I was like, yeah. And he said, how old are you? Are you 18 years old? Can you even work? And I was like, yeah, I'm 18, I can do it. So that was my first entrance to that and then it just continued on I started getting really involved with the the organization who was actually at the core of doing those events it's called the anti-war committee in Minnesota and it's a bunch of you know older women who were organizing around Palestine and uh, you know the war in Iraq and many different things internationally for a lot of years before I was born so they were really happy to have me on because I was the only Palestinian person that was a part of the committee. That's when I started getting into just finding the importance of community and then starting to, to throw events.
0: So Carmel, I really like tagline of Dear Gaza, which is you explore or you see. Uh, the concept of celebration as a method of resistance uh, through the work of the Gaza organization. What can you tell us more about this beautiful uh, burst picture? I am personally a huge fan. Of.
1: After going to so many protests, I realized, you know, people stop showing up for protests. After one year, they don't, you know, so that's when I wrote that poem was in 2015 because I remember feeling so energized, and I think about this a lot. How does pain, suffering, trauma, energize me, actually? And I grapple with that, you know, why, I mean, I think obviously bad things have to happen. I've been reflecting on the the quote of pain plus reflection equals progress. So, you know, that's that's more of an individual perspective, but on a mass scale, I felt like that anger and that like something just strikes you down deep when you see something so terrible happening in the country that you're from. And that's what motivates people to go in the streets, you know, and to go and make a change is, is a catalyst catalyst and it's usually something that's bad. So I was thinking about that and I'm thinking, you know, do people have to be dying every day for people to care about Palestine? Do we have to have huge wars for people to care about Palestine? Because when I look one year later, there's still the same issues. You know, Palestinian people are still not free. They're still not, um, They're still living under occupation. And the US in part is is hugely supporting that. And so I was like, how can I get people to care? And it's not gonna be a protest. And by that point, frankly, I was a bit sick of protests. It was like, there's so much kind of like politics or people just don't, sometimes you miss a whole audience of people who don't take it seriously, who don't say, I I don't wanna come to the protest. Like, you know, they care about the cause, but they're just not interested in coming to a protest. And I've always loved events. I used to want to go to school for event planning and then I realized that wasn't a thing. And I love the idea of bringing people together. So I said, okay, let me throw a party. And I actually started by going to different like, locations. I wanted it to be outdoors. So I remember I went to one coffee shop, it's called Peace Coffee, and it's in Minneapolis. And I, I sent them an email and I said, hi, Peace Coffee, I would like to throw an event in solidarity with the Palestinian people in your parking lot. Um, What do you think about that? And they told me, while we are very supportive of this cause, the issue is too polarizing and we cannot host that event. And so that's something that I was really facing a lot was, oh, the issue of Palestine is polarizing. You know, just by saying you're Palestinian is political, it's loaded, it's controversial, and it's automatically polarizing, which means drawing people to two different sides, just just to say the word Palestine. So I said, okay, we don't need to have a protest. We don't need to oppose anything. Our existence is resistance. And with that, why don't we just throw a party? Why don't we just celebrate our existence? And at the same time, instead of using the pain as a fuel, using happiness, celebration, joy, food, dancing, music as a fuel. And I noticed that gap within myself. Like, you know, for example, myself, my generation of people who never experienced the war directly can feel like they watch the news or they read some some new law that makes them upset and they feel energized to go to the streets. But somebody who's like my father that experienced trauma directly in Palestine, when they see those things, they feel very sad and um, defeated. And the opposite of energized. So these events found a way to reshape and reframe the way that the Palestine was seen. And also for many people in the US and in Minnesota, why would they ever care about Palestine? They never knew anything about it. And if they did, it's probably in the context of war or terror or, you know, that polarizing situation that nobody wants to talk about because it's so controversial. And so when they encounter this party on the streets or you know, a movie that's being shown on the Greenway or something, they're approaching it in this very positive light and they're like, they they then take away a positive view of Palestine. That's thats the most that we could ask for. That is yeah. very
0: smart and very brilliant, actually. Thank you. So, Carmel, can you tell me more about how did you start this? How did you start the work of Dear Casa? Uh, tell me more about the first steps that you talk to start this beautiful organization.
1: Yeah, I mean, the first steps were just trying to promote the event and book, you know, with with each time that I reach out to an artist to be a part of it, I have to explain to them the concept of the event and somehow have a conversation with them that will let them understand that this is not like a usual event. This event is, if you are performing at this event, you should know and everybody should know you're in solidarity with Palestine. You know, at the start, I will say like, you know, from the first event until the last event was a totally different thing. The first event, I was just booking people who were more in the activist scene that I was used to. And they were just like somewhat in solid, they were in solidarity, but maybe they didn't really go deep to consider the, the actual the actual meaning or the concept. But it felt like after the second year, after the third year, people came and the intention was becoming more clear. They saw the details in the event. Maybe we had leading events, like in the, in the future years, we would have smaller events, which were more intimate, leading up to the block party like one maybe the biggest accomplishments the high one high points was having a uh, an Azume, we called it Azume dinner with Ilhan Omar. So that's you know, for us, she's a huge she's she's the most politician that I can imagine that stands up for Palestine. Unapologetically stands with Palestine. And not only that, she's from Minnesota and she's in solidarity, she is Somali. That's something to be spoken about because within Minnesota it's a specific context. I'm not in Palestine. I'm not in Los Angeles, I'm not in New York, I'm in Minnesota. Our community looks different than any other community, of course, because it's unique, it has its own culture. And we have, people always ask me, oh, you, you've been doing this block party. Is there a, a, a big Palestinian community there? And I say, no, actually, not at all. I like rotate the same five or six Palestinian performers who come every year. I mean, I'm super lucky to have like the Awadallahs for example, uh, Leila Awadallah, Nawala Awadallah, both sisters who do such interpretive and contemporary thoughtful dance that you would never imagine, you know, somebody could do a dance like that's so thoughtful. Like, you know, every dance that they do is backed up by so much research so much uh, study and and going to Palestine and getting these techniques and then bringing it into their own very unique form. And then their brother, Jamal, who, I mean, they're just an amazing family that we're lucky enough to have here. Uh, he is a rapper and like, he made his set last year for Dear Gaza. Like he he made songs for the Block Party and for those art forms, it seems like the most perfect platform, the most perfect space for them to share that work, that very specific work. They're Palestinian, but then on the other hand, you know we can bring somebody that is Yemeni or Sudanese or somali and they can find commonalities in their struggle and find joy in that space you know somali people are you know that is one that is one race that is very prominent in Minnesota. And from being here and from understanding, I see that Somali people might have the most solidarity with Palestine than any country I've ever seen. They have a deep, deep and long relationship and solidarity with Palestine, actually that stems back to the 60s. They've always agreed on being in, in uh, solidarity with Palestine as a people. So. That comes out and that shows when you know the people come to our events and then with politicians like Inhan Omar who are standing up for our, our right.
0: So Carmel, uh, you have addressed the impact of Dear Gaza and you've, you believe that resistance can be achieved through art and celebration. And the events of Dear Gaza foreground Palestine and its culture while raising funds for medical aid sent directly to the ghost strip. You've added that you've engaged over 60 artists in art activities and programming, wow! What do you have to add on this?
1: But the way that we engage many artists and stuff is, much of it is music. So we bring different musicians. Um, they can be DJs, they can be a band. Um, you know, my favorite thing is when they go up there and it's like this cool band, you know, like just a really like Habibi. We brought this band Habibi from New York last year. They're so cool. And they go up there and they're like, free Palestine. Like, when would I ever see that? Never, you know? And so it's just like, that. that's all we need. Just someone to just stand there and say Free Palestine and nobody can tell us no, you know, nobody can rain on our parade or break our party. There's nobody that could. Who's going to protest a party, counter protest? Nobody, like that's our space. We claim it. And then another instance was we did at the Walker Institute um, do programming for children. And one activity that was super fun was we had a huge room and we got endless supplies of paper, uh building art crafts material and then we told the children to build their own space and negotiate borders with each other so maybe they didn't know what they're doing but the concept was beautiful and by the end of it the whole room was filled with small like little cities that they built and then we brought Noah Awadallah who also was um, she was doing dance performances and teaching the, the children how to write Arabic letters with their body, teaching them about the land of Palestine and Minnesota, and bringing them together in a beautiful way. And then um, we had the printmaker Lamia Abu Khadra. She was she made a drawing, uh, many uh, three different drawings like of you know the indigenous plants that grow in Palestine and. Uh, people drinking coffee and things like that. And then the children were invited to paint them, but they were painting it with the water that we made from Zaatr, from coffee, from um, Nana, like different things that you can find in Palestinian culture herbs and spices it was really ended up being super beautiful so those smells you know there's there's endless ways that you can interpret and share Palestinian culture because it's so rich of course but you know that's one way another way we had we had an event that was just talking about hummus only hummus but it wasn't just talking about hummus it was talking about the politics of the food you know, the politics of Palestinian food being yeah, appropriated. Yeah. And what does that mean? And getting into those complicated discussions. I hope to expand. And I mentioned to you that-
0: How do you want this to expand? Good
1: question. Um, yeah, so I wanted to expand definitely on an international spectrum. Like I want to throw parties all around the world and I don't want to see, you know, any limitation. I don't know how I'm going to get the funding. I don't know how I'm going to make it possible. I don't know where I'm gonna find the space, but that's my goal. I wanna have actually the largest Palestinian festival in the world, just celebrating Palestine. And I don't know if it's gonna be only Palestinian artists, but I don't think it will be because there's so much more than that. Or maybe, you know, maybe it will just be this theme of resistance, who knows? But who knows, you know, who knows if it's gonna be so specific to Palestine or if it could be more broad about uh, this, theme of celebration that is resistance that can exist in Chile, it can exist in Somali culture Yemeni whatever but I want to bring a new I do want to rebrand Palestine I want to make Palestine cool I want to make it approachable and um, yeah I want people to be like enjoying themselves while they're in solidarity
0: that's the kind of resistance that I would love to be part of you know from the first time I read about the organization I've seen how brilliant you are the way you said like I explore the concept of celebration as a method of Resistance. That's our job, you know, to invent new methods of resistance as Palestinians. Like celebrating our culture is one of those methods. Doing about caste and uh, is one of those methods. But what you've done is more creative and more brilliant.